This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Do you remember this moment? It's Super Bowl 34, last play of the game. Steve McNair drops back, fires over the middle of the field to Kevin Dyson. And Mike Jones, who? No, not that Mike Jones, the linebacker for the Rams, tackles Kevin Dyson at the one-yard line, inches from hitting pay dirt and potentially tying the game. Al Michaels on the mic states, There once was a movie called The Longest Yard. This was the sequel, capping off one of the most exciting endings to a game in NFL history. And it happened to be the game that cemented this week's guest into becoming a Rams fan. Welcome to Fantasy Football Origin Stories, where each episode is a journey back in time to explore the unique experiences of some of the coolest and most influential people in the fantasy football industry. I'm your host, Arnie Chapman, also known as The Football History Dude. Now, I love fantasy football, and I want you to come along with me to explore the yesteryear of the armchair gridiron. So hop on board my DeLorean, and let's get this baby up to 88 miles per hour. This time we step up the DeLorean. The date is November 7th, 1999, and we are at the Pontiac Silverdome in Pontiac, Michigan. This is a little outside the city of Detroit, for those of you that are not aware. But this is where the Detroit Lions would take on the Kurt Warner-led St. Louis Rams. The final result, 31-27. to And this is the year that they would go on to win the Super Bowl. I'm just saying. The Lions beat the champs that year. And more on that in this week's episode and why it matters. But let's get right there and jump right in. This week, we have Tim Riley of Fantasy Frontline, Dynasty Football Factory, and other fantasy football outlets to share his fantasy football origin story. Now, more importantly, Tim is an active duty Navy member. So first, we got to take a little moment to say thank you, Tim, for your service to this country, protecting all of us, and having the freedom to play something as silly as a game about a game, fantasy football. I personally cherish this very dearly, just like my love for the Detroit Lions, which at the time of this introduction recording, we just beat the Bucs and we've gone up five and one on the season. The same record as the Eagles and the 49ers in the NFC. So even though there's some tiebreaker stuff and we're not technically number one atop the NFC charts, I mean, (laughs) the hype it's starting to get for real, baby. Perhaps this is finally our chance to win a playoff game since 1991. But besides that, and we get in the interview, I have to ask you a quick favor. Why don't you please take this phone or whatever other device you're listening to, but more than likely a phone, maybe listening to this on the way to work and driving. But take the phone, if you are someone that's walking around, and show a friend the photo of Fantasy Football Origin Stories. Shoot! Not even a friend. Maybe it's a stranger. Walk up to somebody. I don't care. Maybe it's at the mall or the store. Does anybody go to malls anymore? But yeah, maybe it's somewhere even at the local Walmart. I don't know. Show them the phone and be like, hey, this is a pretty cool podcast. You got to check this out. When you do, make sure they mash that little subscribe or follow button on the podcast player choice. That way they get the hottest, freshest out the press episodes each and every week. But now that you've made a new friend with some kind of rando, a stranger, Let's all hop on this DeLorean and get this baby up to 80 miles per hour because we're going to go back in time to learn about the fantasy football origin story of Tim Riley. First off, I got to say thank you for your contributions to the country before anything else. I appreciate the support. What got you in there? Are you, I mean, long time in the Navy or just uh, recently or? I'm going on... Eight nine years now, uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. So that yeah, wasn't so just, I guess, like kind of long time. I don't know. I was just hanging around at home, and you know, I was going to college, and it wasn't really for me. You know, I didn't like class, and I would hit up my friends in the middle of class, like, "Hey, let's go party!" And then, you know, it, it came around after a while. I was like, "I got to do something, man." And so, 
hey, let's, let's join the military. Well, I, either way, again, thank you for your service. I mean, that's not, even though I, you say that's the reason why, but like it takes someone that's committed to be able to stay in that long as well. So you're out there protecting our borders and the waters and something that, you know, anybody that's listening to the show would want to be able to give, you know, credit and props to you for it. Oh, yeah. Um, it's, I mean, it's been a blast. You know, I take away a lot from the Navy. It's, it's made, like, surprisingly, a lot of people bash on the military, but, like, it, it does a lot of good for people just, like, outside of giving them a paycheck. It does a lot of good for people's lives. Yeah, I mean, also, the, the skills that you learn in life, I and mean, we're talking about football on this show and right. fantasy football, but, like, the different things that you can gain from that moving into the workforce or life in general, just like in the sport, a lot of people will bash on sports. It's that kind of thing. But I believe that if you take it away, especially the game football, we're about to talk about the dedication that it takes to be able to work together as a team and a cohesive unit to be able to hopefully get that victory, which um, again, we're going to lead into this next, but like the victory that you're able to do, sure. You stole Matthew Stafford from us. So I'm a lions fan. Have a video. I got my lions. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm actually, I was talking to someone the other day. I was like, huh, I wonder if it's possible if the Rams keep winning and the Lions are going to maybe inevitably take the division and have a home game. It'd be kind of cool to see Stafford go back for the first round of the playoffs against the Lions as a wild yeah, card member. Yeah, that'd be nice, man. <laughs> so, and then, I mean, that'd of be, course, that'd be a good game. The bad story would be then if they win and then they could finally say <laughs> Stafford won a home playoff game for the first time ever. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that didn't work out too well for me. But so, okay, I kind of let it led the listener of the show into it that's just listening. Uh, your loyalties in the back lie to the Rams. Is it something that just recent success, or have you always been a Rams fan? Um, I've actually always been a Rams fan. Um, it started when my stepdad came into my life. Uh, he was a Titans fan. And I don't know if you're you're old enough to remember that Titans Rams Super Bowl, but um, I was very anti stepdad at that time. So I was like, all right, well you're growing for your team, so I'm gonna go against you, and I hope you lose. And, hey, I won. It was all right. Yeah, by one yard <laughs> when that they had that tackle and everything at the, with the linebacker. I forgot the guy's name, Michael something. But uh, yeah, so to answer your question, I am old enough to remember that. Um, by the way, I was just uh, still I was barely almost in high school, so. I would have been probably, let's see here, 2001 when that actually played. Yeah, I was, it would have been probably a freshman or sophomore in high school. So I might be a little older than you might have imagined there. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I thought you were around my age, man. I thought you're, you're looking early 30s. You know, if that. Well, I appreciate. I'll take that as a compliment. And um, one thing we're going to do then, speaking of that, is this this DeLorean that's right here. Now I get to ask you: Are you, do you understand the reference thing? Because you're younger <laughs> than me. So yeah, that's a whole Back to the Future thing. I- I know the reference. I'm I'm not a huge fan of the movies. I was like my older brother. He loved movies, and it's it's just before my time. Yeah, that's why it's funny that you said you know if I'm old enough to remember that Rams game, but no, I can distinctly remember it and the whole when Kurt Warner came in and everything. So that year, following actually no, I take it. I think it was that year the '99 Rams. If you look back at the records, the Lions started off very hot, and the Rams obviously started off pretty hot too. And we, I think, beat them that year. I'd have to go back, but I want to say we beat them and we were like the number one seed or something like that for like a short, hot minute. Of course, things turned differently. And then, of course, they ended up winning to become the greatest show on turf and all that stuff. Just imagine being a fantasy football player for that team, you know? Oh, man. (laughs) I would have drafted Marshall Falk, number one. Oh, he is one of the best fantasy football players, period, of all time. Just the amount of work that he got. You don't... It's kind of, I guess... Yeah, I mean, Ladinia Tomlinson, that, that's another one. It's just there, there's not too many of them out there in history like that. I mean, recent nah. history, I should say, you know, because back in the Emma Smith days and all that stuff, they used to always get the rock all the time. It's I think it's weird how, how different fantasy football has become because, you know, like I've, I've talked to some people like at the expo. I met a couple of people and, and they were playing fantasy football in the early 90s and stuff. And I was like, all right, so you had Barry Sanders on your team. <laughs> like. Yeah, yeah. And, Speaking of, you know, right there. running running backs were the thing. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I never have this coaster too far from me. It's always the, the to put your Barry Sanders reference there for you. <laughs> yeah, and it's like I couldn't imagine. You know, they have to call in their lineups in the morning, or you know, however they did it. 
But uh, yeah, I, I couldn't imagine playing back th- back in those days. Yeah, and then waiting for the newspaper to come out, and then you have to like hand yep. tally them up, like the old school bowling before the the things came up on the board. And you had to hand tally them and all that stuff. And <laughs> yeah, it was a different world. I mean, even when I first started fantasy football, it was like running back, running back, running back. You take three of them in the first three rounds, and then the quarterbacks, mm-hmm. receivers don't go till whenever. But this year, it was crazy. I actually. I'm okay with drafting receivers in the first rounds and stuff like that, as opposed to in the past. It's just amazing how the whole landscape has changed. I mean, that kind of leads me into the reason and the question of when do you, when when's your first recollection of either playing fantasy football or even understand? Like, did you play at an early age or you just recently get into it? Um, I played a little bit in high school. Um, you know, just for fun amongst my friends, and then um. It kind of stopped for a little bit, and then I I really started getting back into it like five or six years ago, I'd say. And um, yeah, so so that's kind of what got me, you know, just working stuff. They started a work league, and I, um, you know, I was like, yeah, I'll join. Why not? And then I started joining, and then I was bored one day, and I was like, there's got to be like a fantasy football version of Madden where you can kind of keep your team together. And then, like, I just Googled that, something along those <laughs> lines. And then I found Dynasty, and I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm addicted now. <laughs> Speaking of that, in Madden and Fantasy Football, have you, are you the type of person that would take a Madden franchise and simulate it just so then you can see how your team did, draft, trade in the offseason, then simulate again? Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> I would 100% do that. Yeah. I've spent many a times, even all the way back to the old school Madden 98s and things like that, I would do that and, you know, the whole simulate. Well, I actually take that back. It might not have been the 98. I remember the 98 is one of my favorite Maddens of all time. I brought this up on the show before, and it's just one that I got. It's memories with my brother. That would have been my eighth grade year. Christmas holiday. We would stay up all night. I think it was still the regular PlayStation. It might have been the PlayStation 2 back then. I don't recall. But back then, you had to have what they call a memory card. I don't know if you remember these things. Oh, yeah. And we did not have a memory card. We would play all season long, all the way to the championship, (laughs) but we couldn't stay up loud enough to be able to play it. And silly us we didn't decide let's just leave the, 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 the PlayStation on all night and then just play it in the morning. We would turn it off start all over the next day so it's like we go through the whole thing (laughs) (laughs) i remember what was it madden 2003 the one with marshall falkman Mm -hmm. i believe it was 2003 and i would i would get it immediately and i would create a playbook in a night and like i would just spend hours and hours trying to come up with plays and they all suck but <laughs> you know, I do that, and then eventually, like I, I got, a, I got a few good ones, and cr- trying to create a team and all that, and just take them to build a dynasty. But uh, yeah, it's amazing how even that has changed when you look back at the original Maddens that I played back in the, geez, I don't mm-hmm. know, the early mid '90s when they came out or something like that. To the graphics that they have now, where the players look, they're like the real players, and then they even have like the these new things that are on the metaverse or you, whatever that thing's called in the, in the cloud. And when you're you're the fake players that do the simulation and all that thing, it's just in a short window of time, even though I guess I'm kind of uh, kind of an old dude now, but just how much technology has changed in such a short period of time there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's insane, man. I'm, I'm pretty sure AI is the future, but NVIDIA is where it's at. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you might need to uh, protect us from, from our own selves in the future as a uh, member of the Navy and everything like that. What about getting into – well, you kind of alluded to it earlier. Marshall Falk's kind of your favorite player maybe from the early jump. But what about just as your fantasy football playing days, maybe a player that you've always clung on to, like you always picked him even if it was a round too mm-hmm. early or something like that? Um, in recent history, it's got to be Deontay Johnson. Um, well, I do see like that I as your tag, don't... Deontay Johnson, number RW1. <laughs> so <laughs> he's my ro- most rostered player in Dynasty. I just I feel like he's perennial, perennially undervalued. All this guy does is just get targets. You know, I don't think he's had under 140 targets since his rookie year, and. 
yeah, he doesn't put up the most points, but I'm I, I'm all about the targets. So if you're getting him, I want you on my team, and he's the cheapest one to acquire. Yeah, and there's always that thing where they say targets are like an earned talent or something like that. Where like if you're getting a talent a target, it meant that you were open, which meant you had to earn to get it open and everything. So just imagine if he went to I don't know, I'm just trying to think of a team right now that could use a trade for just another receiver that has a great quarter. Well, the Chiefs could always use that because they have a horrible, you know, receiving. Always. Just imagine that would, him. That would be interesting. Yeah, because who do you guard? Kelsey or Deontay? <laughs> they both are always going to be open. So it's a, I could imagine that. Yeah. Then they could use a guy like the Rasheed Rice or the Sky Moore blazing down the speed with the MVS and things. But yeah. Steelers, they're not, they're not going anywhere. Maybe they should just get some acquire. Did he get the contract in the off season, or was he one of them that didn't get it yet? Um, he didn't get a contract this off season. I think he got one last off season. Okay, because if not, little, then they like might as well get a pick extension. for it before they get rid of him, kind of thing. But I'm sure, I'm sure they'll let him walk because everybody's clamoring for George Pickens, and I, I, I think he's George Pickens is just overvalued right now. He's kind of like a one-trick pony to me. He doesn't do a whole lot, but he can he can make some awesome catches. And, you know, he, he's a great highlight real guy. But as far as, you know, moving the chains on a consistent basis, I just don't see how the, he can fit into that mold. Yeah, maybe not to the same extent, but Odell living and making a lot of money off that one big catch that he made against the Cowboys that year. And <laughs> he's a little yeah. bit more overhyped <laughs> than what he's, you know, he hasn't really produced as much as what his uh, big name has throughout the years. Yeah. People are just hoping they, they were hoping Odell would get back to that form because, you know, he was a wide receiver. He was like a top five guy in, in New York with Eli Manning. And <clears throat> people were just hoping he would get back to that form. And after the injury, it just never really happened again especially after playing in Cleveland and people are still holding on to that. Like now it's been what, I don't know, six years or something like that. And they're like, no, it's still Odell. He can still do it. Like, no, no, he can't. His ACL is gone. Yeah. At this point, it's just age takes over and you know, the mother time or father time always wins that battle. But, uh, Speaking of Father Time winning battles, what about, let's take that DeLorean again that I showed you back in time. You could, like, <laughs> do a redo, a mulligan. You could re-pick a player, go back on a trade, whatever you want to do. Like, pick what's one that, like, itches at the back of your, your skull there? Um, I took, in my very first Dynasty League, I took Julio Jones in the first round. And that was that year. That was his last year in Atlanta when he really just fell off a cliff. And like it set back my entire roster for years. I've had to reshape this roster so many times and I can't quite get it back. Cause I took, um, so I took Julio Jones and then he wasn't working out. So I traded for CMC and then that didn't work out. And so it, it just was a, a cascade of events that just destroyed my roster and I couldn't quite. Bring it, and I have no draft capital. I started the league. I can't, you know, start it from scratch or anything. So that that's one thing I would take back. That and um, taking David Johnson one on one in a work league, and then everybody made fun of me for a whole year. That really set me back. Yeah, but one on one, you talking about in a dynasty <laughs> league or like in a no 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 in, in a, a redraft in a redraft league. Yeah, my work league. But was that 101 the year after he blew up, or was that the year when he got hurt and then was never the same? That was the year he got hurt. Okay, I was going to say, it wasn't like you you didn't make a wrong move. That was after he was so dominant, looked like he was going to be the dude, that jump cut and go kind of guy. Yeah, and he got hurt, and I think it was like the first, I don't think it was the first play, but it was like the first, it was like Aaron Rodgers, you know what I mean? He got like a handful of plays and he was just done for the year. So he put up a giant goose egg. Yeah. Well, that's tough. But again, you can't, that wasn't a bad decision by any means. It was just, but you would like to go back on like this year. I took Chubb number two in the league I care the most about. And it was, it was a standard draft or um, was this a standard scoring? So McCaffrey went number one. I took Chubb thinking they'd have a great year. Uh, and in that league, I should have taken a receiver, but of course I would have taken Jefferson. That wouldn't have been the greatest anyways, but I would have <laughs> in that league. I knew that there'd be a bunch of receivers. Cause that's, that's an old school dudes that all they do is take a bunch of running backs, maybe some quarterbacks, maybe one receiver goes. So I'm like, there's going to be tons of receivers on the way back. But then I took 
Garrett Wilson and CD Lamb, both of them have been <clears> just I mean, because of the Rodgers thing. And then I got I did get Andrews yeah. in the fourth, which was pretty decent in that. But yeah, no, that whole Chubb thing going down. But I mean, the it was on paper a good idea somewhat because of like it's a standard league and he's a rushing guy and it's a short roster. Right. You just want to get that consistency. But hey, live and die. You love it. You learn and, and you keep moving on. Um, you, you keep talking about dynasty. You keep talking about redraft. And what about, okay, let's go <laughs> back to this napkin moment we'll go back to like the origin story actually the reason why i brought you on the show like back when you started playing i figured out how to do this madden thing that's different for fantasy football but then when you got into i want to start contributing to the fantasy community so let's tell that story and maybe some of the different places that you've had outlets of uh yeah okay um so with that what really got me started in uh you know creating content was um I started my first dynasty league. I just jumped in. I was a commissioner and uh, I kind of just brought this random group of people together. And, um, you know, I made some friends. I think there was like three or four of us that became really close friends. And, uh, they approached me one day. They were like, Hey, let's start a podcast. We talk football together all the time and, you know, we shoot, shoot the shit. So let's, let's start a podcast and put it out to the public. So I was like, all right, cool, let's do that. And we got through maybe three episodes of that. And then, you know, they each bowed out one by one. And I was like, well, I mean, we did all this work and I, I enjoy it. So I'm just going to do it by myself. And so I did it by myself. And then um, I was never really a Twitter guy. And I was like, how can I how can I share this with more people outside of, you know, just a few people who know who I am in real life on YouTube? Um so I got on Twitter, I created a Twitter, and I just had my mind blown by how many people, you know, there were in the fantasy community. I had no idea of it. Um, and so, you know, here I am, just a new guy. I'm trying to comment and, you know, connect with people and network and all this. And um, I seen a random post from the FF League winners seeing that, uh, saying that they were looking for a writer. I was like, okay, well, why not? Why not? Let's see how far down this rabbit hole I can go. <laughs> and so I started writing for them and I was writing for them for maybe like a year. And, uh, I was approached by dynasty football factory through a friend of a friend. And, you know, they asked me, you know, if I wanted to write for them. So I started writing for them and I do dynasty content for them. Uh, a couple in season articles at the FF League winners. And um, that's just kind of where I am right now. That and I, I still have my own podcast. So right, well, let's dive into that podcast a little bit first. Uh, what's the name of the podcast? The listener can kind of find you. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's the Fantasy Frontline. Um, I'm on a miniature hiatus right now. Um, I'm in works right now trying to bring on a new co-host for that <clears throat> so uh give us a follow on on youtube you know shameless plug and all that <laughs> well that's what this is all about i'm trying to trying to bring out as many people and hopefully uh uncover some nuggets for a listener of the show to you know learn about new ways to consume different content yeah absolutely it's gonna it's gonna be great i got a lot of cool stuff coming um i got some guests lined up and we're gonna be doing my the, the guy I'm talking to, I haven't announced it yet, so I'm not going to say any names. But the guy I'm talking to to be my co-host, um, he's he's a big redraft guy. I'm a big dynasty guy, and so it's going to be it's going to be fun, right? We're going to have these two different viewpoints, kind of butting heads on a consistent basis, and you know, it's it's going to be a good time. Yeah, that'd be a unique perspective, especially then if someone's considering either way about a player, then they're like, okay, well, I can think about them that way from a dynasty aspect, but then here's the redraft and that kind of thing. So maybe, okay, I was going to leave this until the end of the story. Well, I can still answer. I'll ask this question, but I'm going to ask it in a different way this time. Okay, so for listening to the show, I keep hearing the word dynasty redraft, and maybe the one that happens to be listening is kind of like a new person to fantasy football. What? How would you describe the difference between the two for them? Big difference. Uh, redraft is a year-to-year -year basis. You know, you you draft your team and 
you have them for the year and you make your trade, you do however you do it. And then at the end of the year, they're all dropped and you do it all over again with the new team the following year and so on and so on. With Re- with Dynasty, you have your startup draft, your initial startup draft, and those are that's your players, that's your team in this league for as long as the league runs, right? You you have the same core group of players and each year you draft incoming rookies from the NFL draft. And so that's kind of where you, you start trading draft picks to either move up or you're trading four draft picks to move down. And it, it requires a little bit more strategy as far as, um, you know, maybe I don't want to win this year. Maybe I want to build my team a little bit more uh, solid to compete even better next year and increase my chances of winning this league. So uh, there's a lot of different ways to go about it. I, I find it to be a little bit more enjoyable. And so that's my preference. But um, they're, they're two completely different but equally fun ways to play fantasy football. Oh, man. you're you're. I was just about to ask you, you did the politician move. I was going to say, okay, beyond the camp, for <laughs> you said you're at more of a dynasty guy. Why, in your mind, if someone had to pick one of the two, why is dynasty better? Um, for me, dynasty is better because, like I said, it, I think it, I think it requires a little bit more strategy, right? Like, not everybody has the same goal. You can kind of you can win in multiple ways. Um, you can draft to more um, kind of further your goals a little bit better. Where in redraft, everybody has the same goal this year, and it's a little bit more competitive. Um, but it's it's kind of the same thing, right? And in, in redraft, you're drafting the players who you think are going to score the highest. Whereas in Dynasty, you're not necessarily doing that. Like, oh, I don't think he's going to score that high this year. It's a lot more, um, I think it's a little bit more of a gamble because you're hoping players reach their full potential. And I, I find that to be more thrilling, personally. Yeah, I always wanted to play in a dynasty draft, but I've like I didn't want to do it with like a bunch of randoms, but I thought it would be cool to like you said, I was that guy, the Madden simulate. I still I still do it to this day. You know, I'm almost a 40-year-old mm-hmm. dude, but I'm taking Madden, <laughs> drafting my team and simulating it to see where I can go and then draft and trade and stuff. Uh so I had to ask okay, I was going to ask you your superpower, but this is going to ask later. I are you is your style more like your hometown Rams F them picks or are you one that like likes to stockpile picks? Um, I'm a stockpiler, actually. I think they're the most fluid asset in Dynasty football. Like, everybody loves draft picks. You know, when that rookie draft starts coming and everybody's talking about them and hyping them up, everybody loves rookies. And when you have those draft picks, you, you have value. And it's not, it's never going away until you make your draft pick. You have sustained value. Whereas if you have a guy, you know, let's say you got Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb is a great asset until he tears his ACL. And Why you got to like bring that up right now to me? I mean, this is not cool, I'm man. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I love Nick Chubb. I love Nick Chubb. But you're holding him, and then all of a sudden, he's he's gone, and he's nothing. <laughs> and it's the value is completely drained. And it's uh, it's a really volatile thing these players are. Football is a dangerous game. Anybody can get hurt at any moment. You know, Even the players you think are safe. Justin Jefferson, you know, all of a sudden he's out till week 12 or whatever with his hamstring. And now I don't know what his value is. You know, it's, it's really a fickle thing. That's even more a good example for dynasty versus redraft for trade values for a guy like Jefferson, you know, like a guy who might want to just, okay, I'm going to unload him because I'm trying to get picks for next year. I'm screwing it. And then the guy that maybe only needs Jefferson for the past, the last three weeks for a playoff fantasy or something like that can really take him over the edge. Plus then having him for the rest of his career is a whole different ball game too. So do you ever, or have you ever played in a dynasty where like salaries are somehow valued and every year you keep them, it goes up higher or anything like that? No, I haven't gotten a chance to play in one. Um, I'm I'm really interested in it, and I would like to give it a shot. It just hasn't really come across my plate, and so I haven't had a chance to get in one. I have a feeling that as the options, that's something I noticed. You said you mentioned the Fantasy Football Expo, and the thing I noticed with a lot of the booths are there are going to be as we continue to move forward, and it becomes more popular amongst the masses as it already has. But like just all these different possibilities i think there's going to be a lot of different 
we'll call it off the wall, not standard features in fantasy football that are going to become more normal mm-hmm. or easier for people to have access to as opposed to here's CBS Sports. You're going to play in a standard league. You're going to have one quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, tight end, and just have fun. You know, as of now, it's just going to be more tailor customized and the software is going to become even more readily available for people to be able to play however they want and then also be able to not have to go to like my fantasy league back in the old school days and like kind of cobble together your own rules. Now it's going to be like click a button, click a button, and boom, you have these totally different, fresh rules compared to what it was in the past. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> there was a couple of different ones at the expo where, you know, they were advertising their just entirely new way of looking at fantasy football. And it was, it was really interesting. And I'm, I'm really looking forward just to seeing the direction. Um, I don't know how how crazy a rules I can get behind. I'm not like super out there with, with my leagues, but um You mean you know, that one where you can see. get wizard powers and then zap energy from other people <laughs> in the Frankenstein and Zombie? You mean that's that one's not up your alley? <laughs> <laughs> Did you uh, there was the the Frankenstein. There was multiple league. ones. There was oh. that one, and then there was the one where, like, it was a dude in a wizard cape. Essentially, was their logo. It was a really cool mm-hmm. logo. I, w- I was supposed to have him on the show. I still got to get to these guys. But yeah, no, they had a really unique, like, almost like it reminded me of a cross between Magic the Gathering and and um, <laughs> uh, fantasy football. And there's like some other stuff too, like maybe uh, World of Warcraft. I don't know, but like it was like a crossover of all of these different things. It was kind of a unique concept will it stick with the masses i don't know but it's such a niche that maybe if they make it readily available for or easy to play maybe it will stick with everybody yeah um i'm like i know i know there's people that are really into that kind of thing um you know like i said not me personally it's just a little too far out there but i know there's a market for it and where there's a market there's a product. Yeah, another thing I... And if there's not yet, there will be. <laughs> another thing is the crossover events. Like, say, people that might be into, like, if they're a way to bring in the video game aspect or Magic the Gathering, that type of thing, and those fans now might be able to take the same skills that they've acquired or the different concepts they've understand and then apply it to football for fantasy football. Now you might bring more fans of not football and not NFL into the space i mean it kind of thinks me i didn't even say i did not mean to do that on purpose blank space and taylor swift but i did not mean to do that but like the same concept now there's they're being introduced to the sport in the league or whatever because of her showing up to a game and everybody wants to catch her on tv or whatever it's the same thing with like these different fantasy football avenues maybe it'll be sometime i don't know like whatever south park has their own fantasy i don't know why i thought of south park but like they have their own <laughs> fantasy football league somehow and then they somehow bring it in and they, people want to try it because they're like oh this episode that they were talking about fantasy football kind of interesting but I, that's why i think the nfl should continue to embrace fantasy football as well as you know the betting space and any other type of like off the wall maybe to some people's eyes but like different ways to be able to bring in different people to the sport itself because otherwise it was gonna you know all the injuries and things like that it was a dying people wanted to stay away from it leave um i don't know how much of a history fan you are but like football almost got shut down in 1906 if it wasn't for president teddy roosevelt bringing together the different people like walter camp and stuff from the ncaa it's like Uh to do that like they created the rules that he was like i'm shutting it down if you guys don't figure this out and that was legitimate but he wanted it to stay because he believed it was good for Back then, it was always like, it's good for young men to be able to play the sport, to be able to get tough and rumble and all that kind of, you know, bully for you. But huh. so anyway, yeah, there's your history that's, lesson for the that's day. Really Teddy Roosevelt. I, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, my <laughs> other show is the football history, dude. So that's like what I started off with was the football history thing. That's what the DeLorean okay. perspective was, is going back in time. And my DeLorean learned about the history mm-hmm. of the gridiron, blah, 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 and all that stuff. So yeah, no, you can thank Teddy Roosevelt for helping save, you know, football, which then turned into us NFL and now it's the biggest sport in America. But, uh, <laughs> so, man, Roosevelt's the goat. He's really one of the best presidents. Ever. There's a lot, a Got lot of things five. that he did right for, for the country. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see here. So now that's kind of, like I said, totally sidebar tracking us. And you talked about the podcast. We got that. Why don't you give some love? I saw this. So you're part of the Get Right Fantasy Network. What is that? Yes. Um, huge shout out to the Get Right Fantasy Network. Um, uh, just a network of, I mean, podcasts, really. Um, you know, they got a couple of different guys under there and they just hit 
I believe, a thousand YouTube subscribers. So that's awesome. Um, they do jersey giveaways and it's all about like supporting one another. And it's like, I'm not beholden to them by any means whatsoever. Um, but it's just a great group of people and a, and a great community. They have a, a small community on Sleeper where you can input questions, uh, redraft, dynasty, fantasy football, any kind of questions you got. And there's about seven moderators, I want to say. Um, and there's got they got a few ambassadors. You know, they it's they've had Adam Rank on the show, and. Um, it's it's just a great group of people that are putting together some fantasy football content for everybody. Yeah, speaking of back, okay, this isn't what a question I was going to ask you, but going back to like the old school football, so Bronco Nagurski, like that's like legitimate. That's a football name, right? Talk about oh yeah, being blessed with the last name Adam Rank and then going into fantasy football, like it's just it just makes sense, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his his ranking should be number one. Like it should be front page news on ESPN every year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just or, it ties I, into. His- I believe he's what. I believe he's with NFL.com. Sorry. I honestly don't even know any off the top of my head either. I'm, I, it's just the name makes sense. Adam Rank. He ranks it and he's got the best rankings. And there you go. So, <laughs> at any rate, um, so the Get Right Fantasy Net, do you know why they called it that by chance? Um, I think it's just a collaborative name selection. Like, I don't think there's anything to. Uh, not like a crazy backstory that's like, oh, we got to get right. Oh, yeah, yeah, get it right or anything like that. You know, get right for fantasy or like we got to get things right for the, the people because of whatever. The, <laughs> no backstory, you know. Okay. I'm, I'm sure they do a lot of segues like that. You know what I'll have to do is I have to get back with them and we'll have to have that, the the founders on the show and we'll ask them what the origin story of Get Right oh, Fantasy absolutely. Network is. There you go. Um, What about – okay. Get right, actually, you know, this is a sidebar too. But it reminds me of the way that you described it of the network that I started called the Sports History Network. So we're a group of sports history podcasters. I snuck in with the fantasy football origin stories because it's fantasy football show, but it's about <laughs> your history of fantasy football, and that's what, exactly what we are too. There's no like, I like the word that you use, beholden. Like they're not necessarily like we don't own their content and all that stuff, and it's we're just a community, right. a group trying to help each other and. The thought process is if someone comes and listens to my show, then if they're interested in sports history in general, maybe they'll find the Basketball History 101 show that we have by Rick Lois or, you know, one of those other guys, that kind of thing. So it's that's, that's the whole purpose of it. Um, I didn't really specifically get directly in this, but this is where I was alluding to earlier when we talked about your dynasty style. What's your fantasy football mm-hmm. superpower as a player? And or maybe as an analyst, like what are you really good at giving advice on? Oh, it's got to be trading, man. Uh, I love trading. It's my favorite thing to do. Like I'm not a great drafter, admittedly. Uh, most of my most of my dynasty drafts, if I if I just hold on to that team, not a great team. So I'm I'm actively trading all the time. I probably complete. You know, I'm in, I'm in like 30 leagues. That's the only way this can work. But, <laughs> uh, I probably complete four or five trades a week. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And, you know, it takes a lot of negotiation. I almost had a trade for Jamar Chase earlier in a, in a one quarterback league where it was Zay Flowers two first and a second for Jamar Chase, you know, like, um, so that's my favorite thing to do is I help people with trading. Um, and then, just player valuing, being able to tear down from one player to another and getting the right insulation value on that. Um, things like, you know, one of my favorite moves right now is right. Taking Christian Watson, tearing down to a player like Josh Downs and getting a first back. That's probably my favorite move to make. I've made it uh, two or three times this year already, and I'm going to keep trying all year. Okay, so then that's a good way. Okay, tearing down, as in for the listener of the show, you mean like, okay, I'm in one tier four for Christian Watson amongst the group, and then I'm going to tear mm-hmm. down to tier five receiver, but then I'm going to also add on the back end to get me a draft pick and everything. So then you you up your value, plus you're not necessarily losing a ton on your receiver, that kind of thing. Uh, right. What about, okay, you said in the walk the listener of the show, I'm someone that wants to trade, but nobody in my league ever wants to trade with me. Like, what kind of advice would you give to them? Um, that's tough, man. Uh, Jordan Morley. 
No, um, it's hard trying to find uh, a really good league where people are actively trading. I personally try to seek out leagues where I either know an individual in there that actively trades often. Um, and it's, it's tough. It's tough, especially starting out in the beginning, trying to find a good group of players that enjoys trading like that. But, um, you have to, you have to keep shooting. You have to either a keep joining leagues or, you know, like fantasy football is supposed to be fun and you shouldn't, as long as you pay your dues, if you're in a league that you don't enjoy, I don't recommend staying. Like, have fun with it and make sure you're in a fun group of people that, you know, make it worth your time. And for me, personally, I'm in I'm in about two leagues where there's really no active traders in there. And I'm probably going to leave. Like, I hate to say it, um, but it's just not my it's not my stick, you know. Yeah, no, that's a good advice for someone that's like, you know, you're uh, unless you're the creator of the, the league, the commissioner, or you can even bow out and create, you know, have someone else be a commissioner. Like, you're not, we'll use that word you used earlier, beholden to every league that you're <laughs> in. You know, it's, it's supposed to be about fun, number one. And then, well, I mean, number one is my Detroit Lions win every week. And then after that is fantasy football. Then Amen. it's blood relations is like third <laughs> is what we always talk about in my 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 dad, my brother, myself, it's like, once our fantasy teams are playing, we're not brothers that week, or we're not father yeah. and son, you know, that kind of thing, or even <laughs> trades. But actually, so my dad and I just made a trade, and that's the only one I can ever make trades with in this one old school league. I gave him, and it's a standard league, right after, this is this past week, I gave him Geno Smith and Mark Andrews, which I didn't want to do, to get back TJ Hawkinson and then Matthew Stafford, because I think Stafford's going to kind of go on a run. And I think we both kind of got about a splitsies evens on that one. He got better better tight end. I probably got the better quarterback. There's nobody on the waiver wire in that one, by the way. So that, that's kind of like, a is it going to work out for me? It could really blow up my face because Cousins could get traded and whoever they put in there, <laughs> who knows what's going to happen with Hawkinson. <laughs> I have no idea. But it could go the other way too. Maybe he gets all those extra targets. You can't live in the what ifs, man. You got to look at it for what it is right now without any concrete evidence, you know, that Cousins is leaving or any, or Justin Jefferson done for the year. Um, you have to go off what you know. Right now, TJ Hawkinson's the number one tight end, or I'm sorry, number, is he number two? No, Laporta's number two. Um, they're all, yeah, really close. But as far as the way it's going, I mean, t- Hawkinson's, it's a, the problem is it's a standard league and he just doesn't get as many touchdowns. So Andrews is definitely the better. Mm bargain yeah. when it comes to the um tight end side but i wanted to get stafford in that deal because he's more i think he's touchdown variants about to blow up compared to where he was and we talked about it earlier it'd mm-hmm. be kind of cool i mean half of it's because i'm a homer i like stafford as i'd rather root for stafford every week than geno smith at, at the end of the day you know if, if i yeah. had to break it marvels to marvels there i think stafford's going completely underrated right now he's one of the more consistent uh, I'll get. I'll say he's a QB two, right? He's not a QB one anymore. Those days are kind of over. But I don't see any reason Matt Stafford can't finish as the QB fifteen or something this year. Um, Sean McVay is still a genius in my eyes, and Stafford, as long as he's healthy, is going to throw touchdowns and he's going to get you the fantasy points you need. Yeah, and Pukum Nukum's going to help him out on one side, and you got the uh, <laughs> cup, you know, their connection. I'm just, like I said, I think moving forward, we're going to be all right. The defense is middling in the pack at best, and they're going to be in shootouts moving forward. So we'll we'll see what happens there. Well, I mean, who knows? I could be trading him away in a heartbeat to the split second to someone else for, I'm like you. I like to, I'm the guy that's always making trade offers and rarely getting anything back in a lot of my leagues as far as like even recommendations. Of course, I made a trade. I'm going to live in the past for a couple minutes anyways. I gave away in my PPR league, Stefan Diggs. So that already, I made the bad end of that trade a couple weeks ago. I gave him and some throwaway dudes for, at the time, Chris Olave. This is before he got hurt and Carr got hurt. Uh, And then also... Basically, the biggest part of that trade deal was I was getting Roshan Johnson back when the other guy didn't value him right before we thought Roshan was going to become the starter. And then just things turned and didn't happen. And we'll see what if he comes back from the concussion next week and, you know, assumes the top of that depth chart. Uh, We'll see what happens there. Well, I... I think he's going to take the top of the depth chart. Um, Khalil Herbert's Whoops. on the IR. That was he's my reminder. Sorry today. for our, our interview. That's going to happen in 30 <laughs> minutes from now. We're in the future, by the way, because of the, the DeLorean. Always living in the future. 
<laughs> Sorry, go ahead. You're talking about the you know uh, Roshan taking the depth, the, the top of the depth chart. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, as soon as you said Stefan and Olave, you, you probably got the bad end of that deal. But I, right away, there, like man. I think oh. towards the end, <laughs> I think towards the end of the season, you can really see Olave come on as a top twelve guy. Like he's not going to recreate Stefan Diggs' production, unfortunately, not without Michael Thomas going down. But um, he can still be a solid producer for your team, so it won't be so bad. But uh, like I said, Khalil Herbert's on the IR, so that that running back room in Chicago is really up in the air. You know, you could see Roshan put up mid to high RB2 numbers. Yeah. To put it into context, because like my running backs are trashed in there because I had some injuries, I already still had – this is a PPR. I have Keenan Allen and Amon Ross St. Brown before he got hurt in that league. So Alave is my number three with the thought and hope you're doing fine. yeah exactly I mean, i'm still scoring like the second most points in that league and i'm like one and four because of you know just bad matchups every week but so i'm okay but uh it's just literally the the week after i trade him he goes out and puts up like three touchdowns on 180 yards whatever it was <laughs> against the dolphins so at any rate um let's get to the part of the show where i gotta let you you know uh whatever you want to call it, you know pump your own chest where can the listener find your work or connect with you uh, you can find me on Twitter at FF underscore Rees, R-E-E-Z. Um, that's just a work nickname, but, um, <clears throat> you can find me on Twitter, uh, the FF dynastyfootballfactory.com. I'm writing articles for them. Um, I'm writing the start sit article for dynasty football factory, and I'm writing the roster cloggers article for the FF league winners. And then of course, uh, our YouTube page, uh, fantasy frontline. Find us on YouTube. Shoot a, a, a like and subscribe, a review, uh, however you want to do it. It's all appreciated and all helps out. Yeah, of course, man. Everyone, anyone that's listening to this show likes you, other than the whole fact that you know the Lions are going to beat the Rams in the first week of the playoffs this year. Uh, <laughs> going actually at this point, you should be happy that you made the playoffs as a Rams fan, considering where they I went am. from last year. Um, we're going to take that to Lauren again, but this time we are going to go in the future. We're going to live there. Uh, 5, 10, 15, 20 years, whatever it is, maybe like predict where you think the fantasy football space is going to go or what you would like to see different or just kind of an open floor, but we're five to 10 years in the future. Um, I would like to see in dynasty, especially I would like to see conditional picks. Uh, I think that would be a really cool feature for, for them to add, um, you know, I want to see Dynasty as a mainstay of fantasy football, just like you see on, on NFL.com, or I want to see Dynasty rankings on ESPN. That's that's something that I'm working towards. I, I want to see the community grow. Um, I'm always about helping new people in. I have about two leagues that are just completely filled with just new individuals to Dynasty football. Um, so if you know anybody or... Yeah, if you know anybody, send them my way. Have them shoot me a DM on Twitter. I'm always open to that. But I just want to see the community grow. And I wanted to see, I want to see fantasy football really become, you know, not just a money maker, but just a a large community that's that's known. So I just, you know. You mentioned that, and I'm hanging out in Marty McFly's like closet there. And I know you're not a Back to the Future, but in number two, there Marty goes to his own house in the future where he's like the old dude, and he gets to see like his kids and everything. But he like because they come home, he hides in the closet, and then he sees through there. No, I'm sorry, this wasn't Marty. I'm sorry, it was his girlfriend that sees it in the closet, and she's watching Marty as an old dude get fired. But like you're watching the video here, and I see up on the screen, and I see that Tim, like you just made it. You're the ESPN Dynasty guy. So there you go, man. Congratulations. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe one day. It's 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 such a fun road. We'll see. Okay, so speaking of Dynasty, then. Um, I kind of asked the question about thinking about it different. You know, what is the difference? Okay, I'm. this is where we're going to leave you. Last words of wisdom of the show. You're going to give last words of wisdom for the listener of the show who is considering getting into – I got que- I got to stop that. I got to ask you the question. You said conditional picks. That actually piqued <laughs> my interest. You mean like the fact of – so right. if I trade a conditional second-round pick based on how well my player performs, then it turns into a first-rounder? Oh, that is pretty cool. Yeah, that's a good concept. Yeah. I like that. You can – Based on either player performance or 
you know, wins like the real NFL or something. Yeah. Like team performance. If, if I'm a bottom three pick, then it turns into a second round pick or it pushes to the following year. And, you know, like how they do it in the NBA. Yeah, yeah. And then, or even like if, uh, like you said, so if they play, I mean, in the real NFL, this player plays percentage of snaps, then they're going to turn it into a first rounder. Or if he gets hurt, okay, because I gave it to you and he got, you know, Nick Chubbed, he got hurt. It's (laughs) not a first rounder anymore. Now it's only a second rounder because of them taking away that risk or whatever. So I like that. That's a a good concept. You kind of like veered and I did like a little U turn real quick there. But now let's give a listen to the show. (laughs) Last words of wisdom. Um, thinking differently through the lens of someone that wants to jump into their first dynasty football league this upcoming season, like what kind of advice would you give to that person? Um, if you're going to commission a league, make sure you have your your set rules, your guidelines. Make sure everything is solid and there's no questions. Um, if you're jumping in for the first time, try to win, man. Try to win. You know, stick with stick with what you know, and then you can kind of venture off into, you know, getting into the draft picks and the values and all that. But um, stick with what you know. If you have a redraft mindset playing Dynasty for the first time, hey, there's nothing wrong with playing with house money. Win the league, and then you can figure it out on your way. And shoot me a DM, and I'll help you out. Oh, hey, you know what? That is supposed to be your drop the mic moment, but you maybe you said just win. I know you're an LA Rams dude, but it's kind of like you got to be an LA Raiders dude back in the old school. This is before our time, but you just gotta say just win, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I I don't know if I have it in me. To do that. <laughs> All right, no Al Davis for you. That's it. Nah, I don't know. Just win, baby. There you go. Boom. You go. That's your drop the mic moment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So thank you. There you go. Dynasty or to redraft? That is the question. Well, why not have both, right? I mean, speaking of both, or maybe more, I guess. If you like this episode and want to hear more about all of the fantasy football origin story interviews and our guests, all you got to do is head over to fantasyfootballoriginstories.com. Got a little episodes page. You can scroll down, see all the guests, a little bit of their bio, all that kind of stuff right on there. And then hit me up on the contact page or even at Twitter X at FHDude. That's FHDude as in football history, dude. Leave me some comments, questions, I don't know, feedback, whatever it is. And send it over to me because I want to know what you want to hear on this show. Maybe it's a cool question. Maybe it's somebody that you think we should have on the show to talk to. Whatever it is, just hit me up over at Twitter, XFHDude, or even the contact page at FantasyFootballOriginStories.com. But for now, dude, I'm through if you're through. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fantasy Football Origin Stories. To make sure you're the first to get the next episode, please make sure to mash that little subscribe or follow button on your podcast player of choice, then head over to the website for the show notes and more fantasy football origin stories. That's at fantasyfootballoriginstories.com. And remember, dudes, where we're going, we don't need roads. <laughs>